Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we made it. We have made it to another football Friday. Welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Inside the Golden Moon Casino. Go in under the uh, the big Golden Moon, walk through those doors, get the big gaming floor all spread out in front of you, and then if you're coming in by the front desk, you work your way around to the right, it's the, uh, the sports book. If you come in from the side entrance by the parking lot, you go around to the left past the, uh, the, the escalator, and there it is on your left. It's the sports book at the Golden Moon. You want to get in on the action this weekend? That's a spot where you can do it. The sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Ceasefire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business. Ceasefire.com slash business. Alongside Brian Haydad, who is coughing. Michael Borky, who is not. I'm Richard Cross in New Orleans. Great to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Whoo, what a weekend we have at first. We have breaking news. There is a stake bet that has commenced on this Friday afternoon. Out of nowhere. I mean, you want to talk about didn't see this one coming? I mean, didn't see this one coming at all. And then I look in to my group text message with Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. And I got Brian Haydad sending me a a tweet, not a tweet that he made, but a tweet that Lane Kiffin made. He didn't like that uh, Lane Kiffin took a shot, apparently, good-natured or not, at John Sokolov on Twitter. We've seen that before. And he followed up the, uh, the, 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 the text of the tweet with, Give me Bama minus 21 if this is what he's thinking about. And so I thought I'd test the waters. I'm like, wait, is this just a, uh, a reaction? Is this hyperbole or is he serious? And so I responded, wait, I can have Ole Miss plus 21? In. What's the wager? He said dinner. Dinner means one thing in the land of sports talk, Mississippi. Dinner means steak. It is, after all, a food Friday. We'll do that a little bit later on. I said in with one caveat. This is not a meal that you're allowed to expense. It has to come from your own pocket. Hey, Dad said, so be it. And so there is a bet. 
And I'm getting 21 points. 21! What are you thinking? Uh, Kiffin, 0-1, lifetime, in weeks where he tweets at Sokoloff before the game. I just want to point that Uh, out. Well, there you go. I mean, if that's not a trend, I don't know what is. That's a trend. I mean, I've, I've been sort of feeling this all week, that Ole Miss is walking into a trap over in Tuscaloosa, that everybody's written them off. And, and it, 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 I had a feeling, and then I see Kiffin day before the game doing this. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Brother, Ole Miss is going to get beat badly tomorrow. Brother, the hay is in the barn on Friday. All you're doing is sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting till game time on Friday. Um, I'm sure he's sitting there in his office, Taylor Swift cranked up and looking Probably at Twitter so. like, oh, I'm going to take a, take a quick shot at John real quick. Who, who by, by the way, why, why did he take the shot at John? Not not that John you know, disparaged him or his program or anything. No, John tweeted, hey, man, Jackson Dart is worthy of some Heisman consideration at this point. And then that was worth a shot. So, okay. Well, if he, we'll he said if they beat Alabama, he, he enters the Heisman conversation and Mike should right. be there already. And, uh, and Lane responded by, look at John trying to get on the old Miss bus. Too late, hashtag state guy. Is that is that what I see? Here's what I think happened, hey Dan. I think you took this personally. Like you have said repeatedly that you want to like you. You don't want to like Lane Kiffin, but you can't help but like Lane Kiffin. And then you get to a a bit of a crossroads where you have to actually choose. And and you chose your friend John Sokolov, who's a who's a super nice guy, super guy. Uh, you 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 felt disrespected. You felt like Lane Kiffin disrespected a friend of yours, and I'm not so sure it didn't make your alligator mouth write a check that your hummingbird rear end's not gonna be able to cash. Well, I mean, first off, and you see you see a cane over here, a cup full of pencils. I can pay for dinner. I'm not worried about mm. that. But secondly, mm. what are you, Ric Flair over I'm there? Not too- Hold on, cross well, I mean, you know, there. Look at this guy. Yeah. Hey, oh, I can pay for dinner, that's, no problem. That's, Hashtag that's hate you. ad money. Hashtag hate yeah. ad money. My wife makes more than me. Uh, but that being said, I, I've said I've, I've felt it all week. I've been, I've been, I was somewhere where like they're going to lose by like two touchdowns. But now, mm. I think Alabama's mm. going to show going to show up. Did you feel it, or did you want to believe it? And today was the tipping point where you finally let yourself believe it. That's what I'm wondering. Did, did, did you want to believe it last year when Ole Miss was seven and zero, and they finished eight and five? Did you want to believe it then? How did that turn oh, sure, out? I, I, sure, I wanted to believe it, but I yeah. also intellectually knew that that was a that was a thin seven and five. It was. It was a thin seven, seven and oh, five. Yeah. But look, look. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe Ole Miss didn't actually have a throw into the end zone on fourth down to win the game as time was expiring. Maybe that didn't actually happen last year. Oh, it happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Now, too many people are doing the – so I got a lot of this last night. was like, well, in 2021 this happened, or back in 2015 when they won this happened, so they have to do that again. It's like, man, two years ago, how many players on that field are going to be on the field Saturday? How well, many coordinators exactly. on there? What, what happened last year – has no no bearing. I mean, last year Ole Miss shut out Georgia Tech at home, forty-two to nothing. This year in Oxford, they gave up twenty-three points and five hundred yards. Home this year, yeah, yeah, they just beat yeah, one by they three cut touchdowns. it in half and gave up four hundred and seventy yards. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm so, so I mean, weary. What of happened last year is is it? Yeah, it, it matters not. That's right. We should we should not ever look into the past. Oh, here we go. It has no bearing on, this guy. on the look future of college football. But, but uh, it is, I mean, if you want to use it, look at yeah, it. That, that's fine. I mean, gambling people do it. But, man, like Ole Miss has really struggled in Tuscaloosa over well, the years. Well, clearly, and I are gambling people. You are. Clearly. We are. But th- that's oh, not yeah. because, like, there is some weird thing that, like, there's like a superpower or whatever buried under the stadium that drains the ability of Ole Miss players only when they go to Tuscaloosa. It's just in years past, Ole Miss teams have been bad and Alabama teams have been good. And and they lose there. And especially in the SEC, you lose road games more often than you win them, generally speaking. That, that really just doesn't have a bearing on what's going to happen Saturday. I, I don't know. I, no. Well, it, it, it's going to... 2021 did this, this, this. No, it, it, everything is different. Almost everything is different on that field. Different defensive players, different quarterbacks, different coordinators, different everything. And I don't know, maybe history repeats itself. If Ole Miss loses on Saturday, it's not going to be because of what happened in 2015 or in 2021 or in 2019. It's going to be what happened on Saturday exclusively. That's it. I agree. I completely agree with you on uh, on that front. Sports Talk Mississippi, you can jump into the uh, C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. So much on the docket on a Friday. They are so much fun during football season. Will East will join us. High school football, we'll do that at the uh, the bottom of the hour, so the last couple of segments of the uh, the first hour of the show. Um, by, by, by request from thousands... We will move two questions up to the 4 o'clock hour so that it is not so rushed. It's not like we have to squeeze two questions for Ole Miss and for Mississippi State into 11 minutes, 10 minutes and 45 seconds, and if we don't, we, we, we lose all momentum. So we're going to do that we gotta, we gotta, in the 4 o'clock hour. It will receive the time necessary. We have a free Friday coming up with you in the 5 o'clock hour. Minutes after five. We've got a college football fix coming your way, and we have... Decide what's going on your two screens. It's a new thing. I, I, I think we're calling this. What are you watching? That's what I want. We're going to going to label this as. What are you watching? You, you, you don't like decide what's on your two screens. Hey, I think what are this you watching? Weekend, because yeah. what if you have three screens? Yeah, this weekend two's not enough, man. I mean, if you really want to, you got to get the laptop out this weekend. The greatness of this weekend. We all love college football. Every weekend's awesome. This weekend, the 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 lineup of games is truly like great, like unprecedentedly great. I gotta interrupt you though. I gotta interrupt. I need Haydad to make a plea to a national big box store that sells televisions and say, "Hey, if you want to respond, what are you uh, sponsor? What are you watching?" So that one of our great, not good, but great. Small town Mississippi businesses will say, "Hey, forget the yeah. big guy. What if we jump in and we do this? We need, yeah, so we need, uh, we need Best Buy to, need to get in on this. Oh, Best yeah, Buy, Best Buy yeah. needs to get in on this. Call yeah. us up, Best Buy. We're not yeah. really talking to you, Best Buy. 
All right, Borky, carry on. Let me check the text line. Just gotta take care of that business real quick. It's just if you want to consume this weekend and all of its greatness, you've got to you've got to do some changing up to your setup. You've got to bring a TV from the bedroom. You got to get your iPad out or your laptop or whatever. You can't consume it all with one or two TVs this weekend. It's not possible. Yeah, which will make what are you watching all the more fun because you're going to have to make decisions. By the way, you wonder what we're talking about with terms of sponsorship. Hang on, we'll tell you about it coming up on Tuesday. Sports Talk Mississippi, just getting started. We're right, right. Mississippi, your all-access pass to all things sports in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Brian Haydad channeling his inner Deion Sanders, his inner Coach Prime on this Friday all week long. He says, I've just been minding my own business. I've been thinking, yeah, I think probably Alabama's going to win. And then a tweet, and he said, now, Lane Kiffin, it's personal. Hey, Richard, I'll give you 21 points. Okay, I'll be your Huckleberry. I don't, I don't have any sunglasses. These are These are transition lenses, so I'd have to go outside for that. Yeah, well, I got you. I'll, I'll you got me covered. You. How about there that? You go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll be your. I'll be. No, no look. In fairness, yeah. remember JT Bowtie? Look at that guy. He's all grown up. Incomplete. <laughs> I saw an old Tosh two clip pop up earlier this week. Yeah, we can't play that one on the air. <laughs> I assure no, you. No, God no. Um, in, in fairness, hey Dad. Now, now yeah. you guys did just tell me that we can't look in the rearview mirror because previous happenings have no bearing on Saturday. But in many previous years, you giving me 21 points in this game would would not be a bad bet. I, I've, no. I've seen that with my own eyes on yeah. on more than one occasion. So uh, we will uh, we will see. But you know what? That's not the only game that's happening this weekend. This slate of games. This weekend, including the team that has been the biggest uh, conversation starter in all of college sports, or as many people would tell you, in all of the entire world of sports, the Colorado Buffaloes on the road. Everybody doubting them. Nobody believing in the Buffs as they head to Outson Stadium to face bodacious Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. Oregon, a 21-point favorite. It's just like year. It's like just like week one. We spent the entire offseason. Ah, TCU is going to kill them. TCU is going to boat race them. What were they? Yeah, I don't think we said that point. on this show, though. I really don't. I think we were kind of woolly on Colorado's chances in the season opener. I, I, I think I, I think I might have recreationally laid the points. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Oh. Well, well, on this show, it was like, yeah, they got a shot. Of course they do. Look at what TCU lost. You never know. Yeah, but most people weren't giving them any respect. Oh, they're going to get killed at TCU. Too many transfers, bad roster, maybe the worst roster in all of college football, and here we are. We're doing it all (laughs) over again. Colorado, the Buffaloes are a three-touchdown underdog are you going to do it again? Are you going to doubt them again? I basically doubled down Co- on that this week as well. Colorado versus Oregon. Yeah. That's right. In the pronunciation bowl. In, in fairness, the people that are from Colorado actually say Colorado. Do they really? I they didn't say know Colorado. I thought it was Colorado. Nevada. 
as opposed to Nevada. Nevada. I, I, look, man, I don't know why the people yeah. that live there get it wrong, but the rest of us can get it right. But anyway. It's fine. I mean, it's just like it's a gyro. You call it whatever you want. Who cares? It's America. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you just get the tortilla and you slice up the beef or the goat or the lamb or whatever it is, and you put it the in tortilla. What kind of gyro are you eating? The, the American version. The, a Mexican gyro is what he just said. You ever had a real authentic Italian pizza? Yeah, we do it better here. Give me stuffed crust and buffalo chicken all over that, man. Any put some pineapple on that thing. Ugh. Mm. But, so anyway, but sometimes you know, I saw really. I was gonna. I was gonna go into the actual football. I was here. too. I saw an actual, I saw a tweet that made a lot of sense to me. That if Oregon has a big game and you look great, and 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 uh, and and Bo Nix has a big game with all the national focus on Colorado. He jumps to the front of the Heisman campaign, doesn't he? If he has just a dominant Bo-dacious. day, bodacious, bodacious, by, by the way, I'm not making that up to be funny. <laughs> no, that it's, it's what, an that ad campaign. The, that is the ad campaign for Oregon, and they did it before the year. If you go to ESPN.com, that there is a an ad that's going to pop up on your screen that's green and gold, mm-hmm. and it says bodacious. If you go to New York City and Times like- Square, there is a billboard that is as tall as a building that says bodacious on it. Bodacious Bo Nick sounds like somebody he would have feuded with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes circa 1987 for the United States title. Well, look, look. If, if he Daddy, when I get my hands on bodacious Bo Nicks in Atlanta, Georgia... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> if he ever returns to the form of which he played quarterback at Auburn, that might be a better career option than trying to go to the NFL. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, he's but on, he's been he's playing on track really well. He's to be now. an NFL quarterback. I mean, that, yeah. By the way, that is a story that is not told enough. I hope that. Wait, are any, none of the shows. Are any of the shows going to. No, they're all going to South Bend this weekend. So they're not going to be there to tell the story of, of Auburn. That is an undertold story. Bo Nix was abundantly average at best at Auburn, except when he played Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Aside from that, against everybody else, he was very, very, very average. And he goes for a scenery change after three years as a starting quarterback at Auburn, as a legacy. And he finds a home in Eugene, Oregon, with Dan Lanning as the head coach, with a new offensive coordinator, a new lease on life, and Borky, he crushed it a year ago. He was unbelievable. everything that Auburn fans always wanted him to be, but didn't have a coach to deliver. And now uh, that OC parlayed that into uh, a Power 5 job at Arizona State. Uh, I mean, that... Bo Nix was yeah. so good, he got a guy hired at a, at a Power 5 school, if you want to call the Pac-12 Power 5 anymore. But, yeah, man, he's he's been special, and, and they've continued that play this year. It's a really complete roster. I mean, I don't know if they could line up across the field with Ohio State or Georgia yet, but, uh, I mean, that, that is a that is a playoff and title contender, man. I mean, they are really good top to bottom. And, you know, sometimes you get people like Lane Kiffin who just like tweet and have fun and do whatever you want to call that he does and and reading into it too much is probably a stupid thing to do like oh Kiffin's really confident this week he he's done this every week he's played Alabama i mean this is kind of what he does Deion Sanders's approach and attitude to this game is dramatically different 
than the first three games they've played, and I think that's yeah. telling you something. I, I I really do, and I mean he's done the respect thing uh, with Oregon, and I, I mean defensively they've got problems, and my gosh, Colorado State just they threw another crossing route for a first down. Here's it just happened again. Here's another one. I mean just really really killed Colorado's defense with uh, just. Just crossing routes underneath stuff. Colorado probably will not be able to stop Bo Nix and Oregon. Maybe they can score with them, but there is nothing that they've done at any point this season that tells you that they can stop them. Tell me what's more likely. Hey, Dad, tell me what's more likely. Colorado pulls it off on the road this week against Oregon, or Colorado pulls it off at home next week against Southern Cal? Oh, definitely at home. Definitely at home is more likely. See, I don't that, think it has anything to do with the venue. Been... I think it has everything to do with the players. I mean, with the with the team. Well, well, I mean, I agree with that too. But at the same time, just playing at home, I'm always going to give them a better chance. Folsom has been a good atmosphere this year. Dion's got them. He's got them riled up and ready to go. It is. They don't know exactly what they're watching because it's been so long. But they are. They they're, don't. They're in mass, and they're having a lot of. Hey, the entire season for the first time in the history of college football, they have sold out the entire season. There is not a ticket through the ticket office remaining for a single home game for the rest of the year. That's not the only big game in the Pac-12 this weekend. You've also got UCLA at Utah. You remember the conversation during the uh, the offseason? Hey, who is it that UCLA is going to start at quarterback? Will they go with the freshman? Are they going to go with the freshman? Yeah, they went with the freshman. And guess what? He's been good. Undefeated UCLA, undefeated Utah. We are we, we Do we know for sure? Cam Rising is back this week, right? I, I, I think we know that. It appears so. It, it Vegas so, seems I, to know it. Yeah, I don't know if it's officially official official, but Cam Rising is back for Utah this week. Let me give you a note on Utah. Do you know this? Do you know that Utah has won 27 of their last 28 games at home? Wow. They are 27 wow, and 1 in their last 28 games at uh, Rice Eccles Stadium. Do you know the one? No. Wow. Sorry. Well, I was hoping we had that, that fact. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, okay. I mean, I can I can fact check it and get back to you. I just, no, I, I did not dig deep enough to uh, get that. Dante Moore is his name, by the way. Uh, it, it won't be this yeah. year yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, that will be a household name like Caleb Williams in very short order. Very short order. He is he is electric, mm-hmm. man. And, and wasn't his recruitment kind of weird where uh, he's from Detroit. He was committed to Michigan. And then in the last minute, like a, a coup or whatever, uh, yeah, they commits them. to Chip Kelly and goes to UCLA. And the, the loss was to USC in 2020. That didn't even count. Yeah, reasonable. And yeah, COVID, COVID, year. COVID year. That that year didn't happen. Hey, what, what about this? Yeah. When's the last time we were able to say this? Not one great game, not two great games, but three great games coming to you. From the West Coast, from the Pac-12, yeah. Oregon State at Washington State, both three and zero on the year. It honestly is too bad that they couldn't have played this game about five weeks ago. Because if they had played this game five weeks ago, like the entire nation would have watched this game and wept with them for the sadness of their conference falling apart and them being the only two members left standing. But the truth of the matter is, we all have short memories, and we've kind of moved on. We remember that they're the only two teams left in the Pac-12. Bottom line is, though, that's two pretty good football teams, and it's going to be on the Palouse, Oregon State, and the Beavers trying to go knock off the Cougs uh, in Washington State. Will East joins us next. We will continue our Football Friday. 
This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Football Friday, high school style. But before before we start this, hey, Dad, Stephen Hurley sent us um, some beautiful poetry that I feel like I need to read to you on the air. Can Are you in a place where you can still hear or have you, like, checked out to watch a soccer game? Is where would I have gone? What, what, what is I don't going know. on I don't know. here? Here you go, Stephen Hurley. Here it is. I'm at work, sir. Saban got mad. <laughs> About Lane's Diddy, game going to be sad, Rebels by 50. <laughs> Is Steve saying I can get Ole Miss minus fi- plus 50, or Alabama plus 50? I'll take that bet, too. Yeah, yeah, I thought you, you know, can break it, even. Just, just get in the middle, right? You might it might, might hit a middle. <laughs> Got to hedge it. You can hedge, yeah. Uh, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. We're glad to be with you, and we are glad to welcome our friend William East. To Studio X, all guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. But in this place, uh, in, in this case, it's the Farm Bureau expert line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau because Will East is our high school football expert. And what a weekend we have coming up. I'm, 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 I think I missed it. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Hey, Dad, do you want to explain? Uh, yeah, it, well, it's not night, but he's a big Corey Hart fan. <laughs> For the 12 uh, people who get that he reference. He wears his sunglasses at night. Uh, honestly, Will, at this point, I don't even remember. We have an personal segment. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's personal. personal. You're being Coach Prime. You just it's, need a flat bill with your name on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretending that these are... Which I can't believe you don't uh, pay... I would pay. Uh, I would pay for the the hat to be made if he would wear oh, a flat bill that just said cross across the front. Where's he going? He's getting a hat. Hey, Will. Will, he Will all right, fine. Will, while he's gone, I have a question for you. Okay. It's high school football related. All right. Saint Al, my beloved alma mater, zero and five uh, on the year. They are not good, but due to some odd rule in the MAIS, if they they would make the playoffs if they started today. Why? I think because the region that they're in, they don't have enough teams. It, I saw it said something about schedule strength. Oh, schedule! I haven't even heard the schedule strength thing. But yes, right. I, I did hear I that. You, we need to. They're, they're we got to dig into that because five, they're zero five, and they've scored. But they, if six the playoffs started today. Yeah, if they they scored yes. six points in the last uh, two games. Uh, not very good. Yeah. Tonight they have Central no, not good Lines at all. Academy, and yeah, they they will lose by forty. Teams. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. All right. I thought you might have more answers, so so much for that expert label. Go ahead, Richard. Hey, Will, there's a uh, there's a game that is near and dear to your heart, near and dear to a lot of people's heart in the state of Mississippi. Uh, are we still calling this the Toothpick Bowl? Yes. Yes, okay. still the Toothpick Bowl. That's right. Louisville, Knoxville County. Louisville, I would say right now, even though they're a 4A school, so they're much smaller in size than a lot of these other schools, I'd say they're the best team in the state right now, bar none. Overall? Overall. 
last week goes on the road and beats a very a top three Starkville team, scores 17 points in the fourth quarter. Now, Starkville did kind of shoot themselves in the foot a couple times. They had some fumbles. They had a fumble on a kickoff return. But still, Louisville just clicking on all cylinders right now. I think they're the best. If I had a ranking, I would put them at number one right now. Louisville is playing some ball. They beat West Point at the beginning of the season by, I think it was like 20 points, something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Louisville, by the way, has a really strange schedule. They're basically spending about a month away from home. This is another game on the road. They're going to be in Macon tonight to play Knoxby County. Another good team. Knoxby County has a really good offense. I think, obviously, Louisville is going to be heavily favored in this one. But we call it the Toothpick Bowl because of legendary coach M.C. Miller, who, Richard, you may know this, but some of you may not. If you've ever seen M.C. Miller, Coach Miller, uh, always with a toothpick. Like you have sunglasses, Richard, he has toothpicks, okay? Yeah, I mean, I always have sunglasses, even when it's raining. It helps with the glare. So, I mean, you know, it's just it's a safety issue when you're uh, you're driving. Yeah, no, this was one of the uh, this was one of the C Spire Bright Lights games years yeah. ago, and uh, it was really really cool to uh, to we we did the game from Macon. There was a big big crowd. I have no recollection of who won the game. Uh, but this is a fun one. I, I'm still stuck on you saying Louisville is the best team in the entire state, regardless of classification. I mean, that means better than Oak Grove. That means better than yep. Tupelo. That means better than anybody else you want to pull out of 7A, 6A, 5A. So that's a, a big statement. We'll keep an eye on that one tonight. Let's go from that part of the state to the Gulf Coast. Um, Ocean Springs, 3-1. and one. Picayune, yep. lost a game, 3-1. and one. Big matchup in the uh, in the Gulf Coast region tonight. Last week, um, uh, about I don't know nine o'clock or so, um, Luke Johnson from Superstock Eagle Hour texts me and he says uh, Gulfport's up twenty-one to nothing on Picayune, and I thought, oh, he's got that reverse. Something's wrong. And I looked. No, he was right. Gulfport mm-hmm. was up twenty-one to nothing on Picayune last week. Uh, if you haven't heard, Chris Davis, the star running back for. Picayune, former Ole Miss commit. I think he's committed to Stanford now, who's just incredible. Got hurt in, I think, the first series of the game. And they really struggled. Now, they eventually pulled out the win. They won 28-21. I think think they had a pick six at the very end of the game to seal the deal. The Picayune... They're they're teetering a little Wait, bit. Picayune right. Picayune came back and won the game. Picayune came back and won the game. Yep, twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, because they, I mean they have an incredible defense. Uh, they've got that Jamonta Waller kid who is a five star defensive lineman. I think committed to Florida. Mm-hmm. But Ocean Springs is playing some good ball right now. They're a lot better than what a, a lot of people thought they were going to be. They lost Bray Hubbard, uh, who was a star quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire state the past couple of years. They lost him. Their head coach leaves to go to Gulfport. A lot of people thought they would struggle. They're a lot better than what we give them credit for. I think this is an interesting game. If Chris Davis is out, and I think that he will be, you know, is Picayune vulnerable? They've, they're the back-to-back 5A state champ. They've been probably the most – consistent team across the board um, in the larger classifications the past three or four years. So we'll see what happens. But uh, interesting times there in Picayune with Ocean Springs coming to town. Another interesting matchup that involves a Coast team is Gulfport, that team that almost beat Picayune last week. They are going to be traveling to Brandon tonight to play the Bulldogs, and both teams are 2-2. and it's very interesting because Brandon is not the team that we thought they were going to be. We thought they were going to be this hurry-up you know, uh, offense, kind of like Ole Miss has. 
And that hasn't worked for them this year. What's worked for them is just giving the ball to Nate Blunt. Last week they went on the road to Warren Central, and it was defense and running the ball, old-school-type football. The last drive of that game for Brandon, it was seven and a half minutes, 13 plays, and most of those runs were Nate Blunt right up the middle. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see them kind of change you know, from what's worked the past two years to go to this kind of more – Old school type, run it up the middle, and you got to stop us type offense. Whereas Gulfport, they do have the two losses, but they had the loss against Picayune where they were up twenty-one to nothing, and they lost by two points to Madison Central, which could have easily been a win for them. Um, I think they could have won that game. It just came down the way it came down. So Gulfport, I think, is going a little bit under the radar. They're a lot better than what I thought they would be. I, I knew Blake Pinnock would improve that team. Uh, but they're they're improving a lot faster than what I uh, I and a lot of other people gave them credit for. So if if we we jump from the coast back up to central part of the state or central part of the state, you, you've got Oxford at Starkville tonight. So Starkville comes into this game three and one. Oxford comes in two and two. Oxford last week hosted Tupelo. Tupelo led fourteen to nothing about forty five seconds into the game. Yep. It was 14-7 to at the half. Oxford kind of settled in, made it a game, and then it was 49-7 to final score. Third quarter, uh, uh, Oxford threw three interceptions in the third quarter alone. They had five turnovers overall in that game. And Tupelo is one of those teams that you just cannot make mistakes like that, and they took advantage and yep. scored a lot of points. I mean, Tupelo was clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, for Oxford, they got to figure out things on offense. Uh, it's been turnovers. They had 150-something yard, total yards in that game. You're just not going to do that in 7A and win many games. And tonight they've got to play a startable team that probably licking their chops a little bit because they did shoot themselves in the foot against Louisville. They they could have won against Louisville, but like I said, they, they had some mistakes late on, later in the game. Uh, they had three turnovers, I believe, in the fourth quarter last week against Louisville. But they're they're a little bit more experienced. Trey Petty and crew, Braylon Burnside, the receiver there, who's so good. They've got a uh, Cortland Cooper, the running back, who's you know kind of a small kid. I think he's five foot eight, one hundred and fifty pounds, and can just run up and down the field all day long on you. Uh, so I think they're a little bit more experienced. Now this this series has gone back and forth the past couple of years. Oxford wins, then Startville wins, then Oxford wins, and Startville wins. Well, last year Startville won, so. We'll see uh, if that plays any factor into it. But, yeah, Oxford's in trouble right now. They need to figure yeah. out some things on offense. Certainly would be an upset if the Chargers won this one tonight in uh, in Starkville. We're going to continue. We've got a couple of more games to look at with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Coming to you on a Friday afternoon. we got more of our football Friday coming up after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio. It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. It is a football Friday on Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We are always not just glad, not just happy, but thrilled to have Will East with us each and every week to talk about all of the high school games in the state of Mississippi, and so let's continue that right now. You mentioned some of the teams in 7A earlier. You talked about Brandon not being quite the team that we thought that they were going to be. Madison Central is 3-1. and one. Warren Central is 2-2. Two and two. This is one of the games that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on tonight. Yeah, uh, Madison Central just kind of got shocked last week, uh, losing to Northwest Rankin on the road by seven. Uh, that was kind of a surprising outcome. And then Warren Central, um, you know, the Vikings are always so tough when they're at home. On the road, it's going to be a little bit different, I think. And here's the crazy thing about Warren Central is they're not going to play one quarterback or two quarterbacks, but you'll probably see three quarterbacks for them. They're running a three quarterback platoon there uh, with the Vikings. So that one will be interesting. I, I think Madison Central is going to try to get back to basics here and get um, get things going again. They give up 28 points Northwest rank, and we thought their defense, and it has been, it's been really good um, the past couple of weeks. They just uh, slipped up last week. We'll see if they can get, back, get things um, back on the right track. Another interesting game tonight. I will say is going on in Rankin County where Hartfield Academy, we have a couple interesting MAIS versus public school yeah. matchups over the next couple yeah. of weeks. You know, last week, the, the, the most fun game by far was Oak Grove and, and MRA. MRA went mm-hmm. over to Oak Grove. Oak Grove so super talented. And M- MRA took them to overtime. They were a two-point conversion short of um, – uh, of beating of uh, maybe not beating them, I can't remember the exact circumstance, but I think they, uh, yeah, I think they would have won that game if they had scored that two point yeah, conversion. Wasn't, wasn't the final like forty five forty four? Yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, forty five forty four. John White, uh, the quarterback for MRA, just had an incredible night. I think he had three touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground, over three hundred yards passing. Um, so that 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 one was a lot more fun than I, th- I thought it was going to be. Uh, the one tonight is interesting. Hartfield Academy is is hosting Lafayette for homecoming. Mm. Uh, There's a very interesting uh, opponent to schedule for homecoming. A team that's you know kind of far away, Lafayette, you know, to Rankin County, and a team that's three and one. The Commodore is usually pretty good, so. That's an interesting uh, choice there. I think one of the games of the night in some of the, the uh, lower classifications is West Jones at Poplarville. Poplarville, one of the most consistent teams over the past, what, 15 years now. Uh, you know, that old school, triple option type offense. They're going to be taking on West Jones, another team that's that old school wing T tr- triple option type offense. Of course, West Jones known for defense. Uh, they're undefeated right now. Uh, I believe they're probably. I think they moved up to six A in the off season. I think they're probably one of the top three teams in six A, especially six A South. Um, but them and um, and Poplarville. If you're going to that game, I would say get there very early. But before that hot dog gets cold, this game will probably be over. Uh, <laughs> With all the running, yeah, all the running, the, the the clock will just disappear, you know, that quickly. So, Poplarville, West Jones should be a good one. Will, what about Jefferson Davis County, who's off to a three and one start against Raleigh? And there were a lot of people that I think thought 
that Raleigh might take a step back. They they lose all everything star for them. Centarian yeah. Perkins from a year ago, uh, and yet we look up and we got Raleigh three and one. It's a it's a big matchup for those two today. And and Jefferson Davis County that's formerly Bassfield mm-hmm. and the the consolidated school, right? That's right. Yeah, Raleigh is is surprising. They beat Bay Springs to open the season. They beat Taylorsville, I think, two weeks ago. Um, and they moved down to 2A this year. They were th- the 3A state champ last year, and in, during reclassification, they, they were moved down to 2A, which is interesting um, because Scott Central has been the dominant team in 2A the past couple yeah. of years. They're not too far from each other. So, yeah. And then Jefferson Davis County is – that- Scott Central's done it with offense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of offense from Scott Central. I mean, it, it's not uncommon for them to put up 70 points in a playoff game. I mean, they – a lot of points. But uh, Jefferson Davis County has been the, the kind of the kings of 3A up until last year when Raleigh won it. Uh, they're that team that will play anybody. A lot of teams that are same classification or lower than them are actually – they won't schedule them because they are so good. I'm Raleigh is playing them, so this is a credit to whoever's doing Raleigh's schedule. But Jefferson Davis County is that team that has to go play 7A schools because nobody else, 4A, 3A, 2A, wants to play them besides the really good teams. Um, again, this is an old-school type of uh, game where wing-T offenses show up early because it'll, it's going to be over pretty quick. Jefferson Davis County, though, is I think they're poised this year once again to be uh, making a deep playoff run and be in the run for the state championship in 3A. Should be a heck of a lot of fun tonight all across the state of Mississippi. Don't forget to go to supertalk.fm. You can keep up with scores. Lots of games streaming there. There's a really good chance that your hometown Supertalk Mississippi station is carrying a game. Full preview show right after we get finished up at 6 o'clock. And then the Mississippi Farm Bureau scoreboard show coming your way tonight from 10 o'clock until 1130. Hosted by William East. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. We'll be back. Four o'clock hour coming up next. More sports talk, Mississippi. It's go time. Sports talk, Mississippi. Well, say something. Super talk, Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi on a football Friday in the Magnolia State. We are getting you set for high school football tonight, college football tomorrow. We wish you well on your NFL Sunday. I don't know if we've got time to get into much of uh, much of that this afternoon. Coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Find them online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. Book your tee time today for the Oaks or the Azaleas. Do you know about Connect and Protect from Seaspire? Your kids get the phone they want. You get the protection that they need. Learn more about it online at cspire.com. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Haydad, I'm, I'm concerned for your welfare. I, I feel as if and this has nothing to do with the, uh, the wager. I feel like you're uh, sniffing and snorting and snotting and coughing. Doesn't sound... You, you, you struggling there, buddy? I don't feel well. I mean, nothing I can do about it, though. I've been to the doctor, mm-hmm. got the shot today, got some medicine oh. that I'll pick up when I head home. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Did you get ivermectin? <laughs> no, not a horse. Uh, well, supposedly it works. Uh, well, supposedly a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I think. I mean, uh, the ivermectin I think is safe to try. I wouldn't try the Clorox thing. The the bleach. Uh, that's no. I probably won't do that either. Yeah, don't don't. Do I don't know. I mean, state state state, state gets down enough points. I might have a nice Windex colada. Oh, oh. Uh, so yeah, ceasefire text line is open six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. We were talking about some of the uh, the high profile games this weekend. We'll continue to sprinkle those into the show throughout the course of the afternoon. But right now, it is time for Michael Borky's two questions. Where do we start? I say let's start with the game that starts first. Just keep it in chronological order. Wait, no, 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 nope, 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 nope. I feel like it is important to let Mississippi State go first. I think Brian Haydad is in a um, an unstable place right now. He is he is leaning. So into the it's personal thing with Ole Miss in Alabama, he has allowed his feelings to take over his brain. And so, Borky, I don't think it's a good idea to lead with Ole Miss. I, I think we should allow that to sit for a second, and I think we should start with Mississippi State. All right, it's personal. So we'll go to Columbia where it's personal for me. I want, I want to send so many text messages on Saturday night. You have no idea. So it's personal for me, too, because my friend Matt in particular, who I'm not kidding, this is a real person, his last name is Trojan, Matthew Trojan. Imagine what high school is like for him. I want to send him a lot of text messages tomorrow night after Mississippi State beats Matthew Trojan's Gamecocks, okay? I want to send some text messages it's personal for me, too. So if that's going to happen, Mississippi State absolutely must do what? You know, I said on yesterday's show that it's got to be like the Arizona game. So that's where I'm going to go. They've got to force turnovers. They've got to pick up extra possessions off the Gamecocks. And that's going to be tough because Spencer Rattler has not really been giving the ball away. Only two picks through, through three games. They've got to find extra possessions. Uh, defensively, they're just not as strong as I thought they were going to be this year. At least they haven't shown that so far. And so, but they have been able to to get the ball away from other teams. So if they can do that, they'll have a great chance to win. Mississippi State absolutely must find an identity. They've been wandering around with sunglasses on as if they were blind for the uh, for the last couple of weeks, trying to kind of figure out. Trying to kind of figure out who who they are, like they're just kind of feeling their way through it. What are we offensively? Wait, we run the ball a bunch now. No, we're going to throw the ball a bunch now. Wait, do we trust our quarterback? Which quarterback do we play? Stop. Decide who you are and do it. And don't let it happen based on pressure from fans or pressure from the outside. Do it. Do it for your team. Your team needs to know who it is. If you're a defense that attacks, then attack. Go get Spencer Rattler. If you trust one-on-one coverage and blitzes, then do it. If you trust Will Rogers to push the ball down the field, then push the ball down the field. If you don't, but you trust Will Rogers to be your quarterback, then run the heck out of the football. 
But quit tiptoeing around trying to figure it out. Mississippi State must find an identity if they want to win in Columbia, South Carolina tomorrow night. So this is going to, you know, make the joke, Sporky's negative. This is going to be kind of negative. That They have to be willing to make a difficult decision if things are going poor early. They absolutely must be willing to make a difficult decision if they come out of the gate and they're struggling and they get down early. On the flip side, Mississippi State absolutely cannot do what if they want to win the game tomorrow night? I mean, obviously the the easy answer would be replicate last week's performance. But we'll go more specific than that. Um, Mississippi State, excuse me, Mississippi State, it's going to kind of play off what Richard said. They they cannot get caught up in doing the same things over and over again within the game. Last two weeks ago, it was they they got caught up running the ball. They had some success early, and they just they couldn't get away from it for whatever reason. And then when the other team adjusted, Mississippi State did not. Last week, what Mississippi State did was not working. Early in the game, it was obvious it wasn't working, but they couldn't get away from it. Mississippi State cannot be locked into what they to to one thing. They have to be. So I, I may be disagreeing with Richard a little bit. They've got they do need to find an identity, but they've got to be flexible within what they want to do. Because if something's not working, they have to change it. And if it's what Borky is saying, and they got to make a change at quarterback, that's one thing. If they got to start working the short passing game, whatever it is, they've got to be able to be flexible. So Mississippi State, I, I, I finally got there. Mississippi State cannot be inflexible on Saturday. Mm, cannot be inflexible. Mississippi Is State, absolutely. Sure, why not? I have no issue with that. We'll go right. with it. Inflexible. Cannot Very be good. inflexible. Mississippi State cannot pretend that tomorrow night is Halloween and allow Xavier Leggett to dress up in his Malik neighbor's costume. Can't oh. do it. You cannot let one guy beat you the way Malik Neighbors beat Mississippi State. Now, look, I get it wasn't really just one guy. I mean, there's a lot to it, right? You know, the offensive line's got a block. Jaden Daniels is dropping dimes. The man had 280-something yards receiving, 230, whatever it was. It was 200-plus. He dominated that football game. Can't let Xavier Leggett do that. He is the guy that South Carolina has been able to lean on especially in the absence of Juice Wells. Don't have a very good running game. Numbers in the passing game for individual receivers, not really all that good other than Xavier Leggett. You know that going in. If that means you can't one-on-one him, then don't one-on-one him. Bracket coverage, zone coverage, help over the top from the safety, whatever it is got to do to make sure that that one guy doesn't be... Look, if they have three other dudes that step up and play the game of their life, and that ends up being the reason you lost the football game, so be it. But don't be the smartest guy in the room. It's like, oh, well, we know he's been good so far, but we got him, and then get torched by the guy who's torched everybody else they played this year. Can't do that. That would have been mine. I, I, I was thinking, don't let two guys beat you, the combination of Rattler and him. So uh, I'll, I'll change it up. You, you can't let Rattler escape pressure. It's easier said than done. Georgia could barely do it. Uh, so th- that's a difficult task. But, man, if you have an opportunity to get to him, you have got to bring him down. You cannot let him escape the pocket because he is very, very good at what has hurt Mississippi State the last two weeks. 
He's good at escaping pressure while keeping his eyes downfield. And you can't ask a defensive back to cover for six, seven seconds, and yet he's got the ability to keep the ball and keep off the ground for that long. And so if you have your opportunities to get there, you that State will get there. They will generate pressure. They will get pass rush. They're better than South Carolina up front. Furman was better than South Carolina up front. But if you get to him, you have got to get to him and complete the play. Because if you don't, he will burn you. We, um, we've got some messages on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. I think this is in response to what you can't do. Michael said, let Will throw the ball. Bobby and Batesville says, be unwilling to change or compromise, inflexible. I think he was just giving a, uh, a definition there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Somebody said State's got to score first and not go three and out in this game. Um, Keeping your defense off the field th- is important. Yeah, even if you don't score, just move the football some. Get, take advantage yeah. of the field position. I don't think South Carolina is going to put up 35 points in this game. You're not going to have to score every possession in this one. Okay. Stark will, will burn down if the same thing happens as last week, and I will light the match. I, I hope that's um, figurative, not actual. Um, hmm. Our own Harvey oh. Updike. Yeah, it's not uh, <laughs> go that well. Alongside Michael Borky and Sniffles, I'm Richard Cross. We're back right after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Your number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Don't tell me you're going to Columbia, South Carolina or Tuscaloosa tomorrow without a Genteel golf shirt with uh, Mississippi State or Ole Miss logo on it. They help you look your best. They feel great. They're not too hot. Uh, just all of the things. And we are moving toward quarter zip season, a little bit cooler outside. Make sure that you've got one of those genteel pullover quarter zips that are going to look great and feel great and keep you just the right temperature. Find them at men's specialty stores all across the state of Mississippi and the southeast or online at genteelapparel.com. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll get to two questions for Ole Miss coming up in just a second. But before, a quick exercise. Uh, if I handed you an envelope and in that envelope was, uh, uh, there was a plane ticket, there was transportation, there was lodging, there was meal money, souvenir money, and a game ticket. All you had to do was tell the envelope where it was taking you this weekend, which game would you choose to attend in person? Six top 25 matchups. Some other interesting non-top 25 matchups. Some good choices. I think the answer is very obvious. And I don't. And, and if you remove fanhood, like the Ole Miss fan, of course, you'd be like, oh, I want to go to the Ole Miss game. Yeah, yeah. No, Re- I take your fanhood out of it. There is one answer to this question. And it's Ohio I mean, State at Notre Dame. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, you can see the progress in construction and go to Toby Keith's bar or whatever. Uh, no, it's Ohio State Notre Dame in South Bend. I love the the, this the scene. Bar. 
is going to be unbelievable. It's two playoff contenders. I've always wanted to see a game there, even though I, I kind of poke at the movie Rudy and think Notre Dame is perpetually overrated. It's still one of the meccas of the sport, and I would love to see a game there one day. And seeing that game in that venue would be incredible. Hey, Dad, where are you going? Since he took that one, oh, goodness. You don't have to sit with him and you don't have to travel with him. I mean, it's okay for that to be your answer. You know, Borky is my friend. I would love to yes. sit and watch a game with him. We'd have a great time. Uh, we would have a really, we actually would have a really good time. Um, that said, I would I would probably go. I would say Ole Miss Alabama, just because I mean I, I, I would like. To, I've never been so to Alabama for it? a game. Well, I've never been to Alabama for a game that Mississippi State wasn't there. You know, I've been to Oxford for some games. I've been to LSU for a game where State wasn't there. I've never been to Alabama when State wasn't playing there. So that, that, that's probably where I would I would go. It, my second choice would be Oregon, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I would love to go to a game at Alton at some point, but I don't think that's the one necessarily. If I'm going to see Colorado, I want to go to Boulder uh, and like make a week out of it. So uh, I, I'm with Borky. I mean. I want to go to Notre Dame. I want to take Obi to no, a game at Notre Dame at some point along the way. Um, I, for whatever reason, I think I would rather see Notre Dame, Michigan than Notre Dame, Ohio State. But I'm not going to be picky. Okay, I'll uh, I'll, I'll go with this one. It's going to be a great atmosphere, and uh, I want to hear the band and see all all the things, all the things. That's what I want to do at Notre Dame. All right, Borky, Ole Miss. Two questions. Yeah, they absolutely must do what. Get this out of the way now. Score more points than Alabama if they want to win the game tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not spoofing on your score more points, but they've got to score when they have opportunities to score. If you if you want to rewind to the game uh, two years ago in Tuscaloosa, not trying to look backwards, uh, there, there were there have been issues, right? Not choosing to kick field goals when there were points there to be taken. Uh, going for it on fourth down when maybe it was inadvisable and not getting points. You don't know what the final number is. You don't know what the flow of the game is. You don't know when there's a big play to be had, but you do know that it takes points to win. And so when there is an opportunity to score points, take the points, put them on the board. But that's not just kicking field goals. That's not what I'm talking about. If you get a shot play down the field, Jackson Dart's got to deliver a catchable ball. Whatever receivers on the on the tail end of that thing, you got to haul it in. The offensive line has got to do their job, and if you get a shot play where the quarterback makes a good throw and receiver catches it, don't get the thing called back for holding, like actual holding, not like phantom holding where they throw one because that's what they do when it's Alabama. Don't get called back on an actual holding call and, and wipe a big play off the board. Ole Miss does not have to play a perfect game, but they do have to score when it is readily available for them. Yeah, one of the worst red zone offenses last year. Uh, last they, they, year. Were, they were horrible in the red zone. They've been better this year. Can they keep that up? And, and how much will the tight end help? I mean, that's that's the thing here, right? Is There's been no official word because you're not going to get official word from Ole Miss, but the expectation is you're going to, you're going to see Ole Miss's tight end that they heavily went after in the portal uh, on Saturday for the first time. And so what will that look like? We will have to see. But uh, I'm with you on that. I mean, Dart's got to be really, really, really good uh, to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. He's been good so far this year. 
But the price of poker has dramatically gone up. He has got to maintain his level of play. Um, you, he can't let the moment feel or, or, or get too big. He's done a really nice job of not making any mistakes. I don't think you're going to have to win this game by scoring 48 points and every possession is do or die because you have to score a touchdown now in the second quarter or else you're screwed. I think making sound decisions uh, for Jackson Dart is is the, the biggest key to this game. If he is able to continue to, to stay comfortable and make plays without making mistakes, they've got a really good chance to win because he's the more complete quarterback in this game. If he does that, have a really good chance to win this game. He's capable of it. Can he do it? We're about to find out. What's Quinchon Judkins' number? What is his number? Four. Yeah, they need to call that number. They need to they need to give him the ball. He needs to deliver. For Ole Miss to win, you gotta get you gotta give the ball to Quinchon Judkins, and he has to be Quinchon Judkins. He has to be the best running back, maybe in college football. Dart cannot win this game by himself the way he's done the last couple of weeks. You've got to have Judkins show up with 100-plus yards. He's got to be there for them. Uh, Quinchon Judkins threw three games, 44 carries, 145 yards net. That's an average of 3.3 with four touchdowns on the ground, averaging 48.3 yards per game. I mean, if you had told me a Mississippi running back was going to be leading the conference in rushing, I would have agreed with you before the season started, but I would not have thought it was Woody Marks Woody and Marks, not Quinn yeah. John Judkins. What yeah. can they not do? Turn, turn it over. And, and Well, actually, I mean, all right. Turn it over clearly is one of the things. I'm going to set that aside. But like that was my that was my answer. It was like okay, you got to protect the football, but that's not the answer. They cannot let Jalen Milrow be Superman. Jalen Milrow is a very talented quarterback, very talented. He is physically gifted. He has got a rocket for an arm, but he's not a great quarterback. He's an average quarterback. Don't turn him into Superman. He's not Bryce Young. He's not Tua Tagovailoa. I don't even know if he's Blake Sims. Don't make him something that he's not. That means you got to pressure. That means you got to tackle well. Not let him carve you up in the run game. Be responsible defensively and be where you're supposed to be. You cannot let Jalen Milrow be something that he is not and turn into like this hero and martyr and all of these things. Can't do it. Cannot let Jalen Milrow be Superman. You cannot struggle to get pressure on him. Like, if they're having to bring extra bodies, I think, you know, maybe Pete Golding's got a plan for this, and I'm just an idiot. But I think the key for Ole Miss in this game will be to get pressure with just four. If they are unable to do that, I think they're in for a long game because then they'll have to bring extra guys, and that will clear running lanes. And that's how Milrow's going to beat you. It's big plays, it's running lanes. And if you can't generate pressure with four, like South Florida and like Texas, and like even Middle Tennessee could, then you're in for a long game. So you absolutely cannot be stagnant on the defensive line and not generate pressure without having to bring extra guys. Lane can't be Lane in this game. And what I mean is, if you give Alabama short fields, they will score. They will find a way to score. You're going to have to punt the football. You're going to have to kick some field goals. You can like I think what Borky said is correct. I think Ole Miss, if they win this game, it's a lower scoring game. 
So get points where you can. Play some field position. Don't go like you did a couple years ago and just try to try to outgamble everybody. You saw where that got you. Play football, not lane ball. And you know the funny thing is about that? Lane's got to be lane at the same time. right? So you can't be reckless, but you've got to be aggressive. Does that make sense? Or do you yes. think I'm crazy on that? No, no, what you're saying makes sense. It, there's a difference between yeah. being reckless and being aggressive. Don't be reckless is I guess what I'm trying to say. 2021, yeah. he was reckless. He was reckless, yeah. going forward inside his own 10 or whatever it was. Those are two questions for Mississippi State and for Ole Miss. we got more coming up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, halfway home on this Friday afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studios. It's time to get real, real sports talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling on Friday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort studio, PearlRiverResort.com. Bruce Marshall, BAMSports.net. You want to check out what Bruce has got going this weekend, you get to, can get subscriptions there and uh, and find plenty of picks. What a weekend of football we have starting tomorrow, Bruce. Oh, man, there's undefeated games, undefeated matchups. The Pac-12, it's like every every game is like a, a big one. Um, and uh, th- th- I think this will be the first weekend beyond a, a couple of stray games early where you know, the, the, what this is going to look like at the end of the season is going to really start to take shape this weekend. So yeah. I can't wait to see some of these games. All right, let's start off with a game that is not um, that that, it, that is not a top twenty-five matchup. Let's start off with Mississippi State and South Carolina. Both teams coming off losses last week. Mississippi State gets popped pretty good at home by LSU. South Carolina goes on the road to Georgia, and uh, and they were in control early, but they didn't have enough to uh, to keep it going. South Carolina. Six-point favorite at home in a critical game for both of these teams. It is critical, and I'm and I'm starting to wonder now. Uh, Mississippi State. Now uh, I know you know Coach Leach is no longer with us, and they've changed the offense. But if it, it, Will Rogers was one of the quarterbacks, he could run that offense. He could run an up tempo, and he could run a fast pace, and he could throw the ball all over the field. And if you're not running that same offense, uh, I dare say that the Bulldogs are better off putting Mike Wright at quarterback and letting him do his thing because hey, they're Bruce, running an offense that? now to did, me. Did you hear that, Bruce? That, that was all the Mississippi State fans or a lot of the Mississippi State fans that all just said amen at the exact same time. I, yeah, and I'm sure they did. And I've been, you know, I was his biggest fan at Vandy last year. And, and if you're running the offense they're running now, put right in there and let him do his thing, because they're not running an offense that's that suits Will Rogers at least what he was using the last couple of years. This reminds me of the Chicago Bears a little bit right now. They're trying to use an offense with the Luke Getzey in from Green Bay that worked for Aaron Rodgers last year, and Justin Fields ain't the guy to run it. 
and Mississippi State, it's the same sort of thing. You're, if you're not running an offense that's suited for Rodgers, put the other guy in. And Wright is a very interesting player. I think South Carolina is a little quicker to figure out what they should be doing. And they figured it out some point late last season because it really wasn't working for them, certainly with Rattler, until late last year. And all of a sudden the lights came on. I mean, they've got a succession of efforts since late last season. They walled Tennessee at home. They went into Death Valley, beat Clemson. Donner went into Sanford Stadium and beat Georgia. Uh, pretty darn impressive. Um, I think they're, they're a lot, lot further to what they want to be for Shane Beamer than what Coach Arnett's got going at Starkville right now. So uh, I'm taking uh, South Carolina uh, 29-17. I think the Gamecocks, until uh, the Bulldogs figure out what they want to do with this offense, I'm, uh, I'm a little reluctant to take them. Okay. Let's go to Bryant-Denny Stadium, Ole Miss and Alabama, 2.30 tomorrow afternoon on CBS. Ole Miss 3-0, and ranked 15th in the country. Bama uh, did not look great last week against South Florida. The week before that, it was a loss to Texas. They are 2-1. and one. Last time I checked, though, Nick Saban is still their head coach. This line has come down just a touch, just a touch. Bama now a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Boy, I tell you, our, our friend Ryan Fowler, I do a show with him in Tuscaloosa every week, and they, they mm-hmm. shot, I mean, it's like they lost the game to South Florida last week. I had to remind them, yeah, you guys still won by two touchdowns, but uh, they didn't look good, I know. Back to Milro this week, uh, and I'm not sure that Coach Saban, I mean, I think he wanted to give Ty Simpson and Buckner a look, and maybe weeks ago he decided he was going to give them a look in the South Florida game. I don't know. Who knows what Coach Saban is thinking, but he's not going back to those two guys anytime soon. Milro's his next option. If this doesn't work, um, maybe they go to Dylan Lonergan there, uh, the hotshot freshman, uh, who would be their fourth quarterback. Uh, that's still possible. But I actually think Milro will be okay. Um, I don't know about Ole Miss here. I mean, uh, they have gotten wins, and they have burned me the last two weeks with late scores to beat my recommendations on the other side. Uh, Alabama should be a step up uh, this week. But, you know, um, last year when Ole Miss – about midseason, that LSU game, they got the stuffing knocked out of them, and they weren't quite the same after that, and that was when the schedule started to, to toughen up. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to happen again. I mean, I, I could see this maybe being Lane's best chance to go in there and actually knock off Coach Saban in Tuscaloosa, but something tells me Alabama could still be okay this year because actually I think Milro might be their answer. And I, I don't know that I agreed with Coach Saban last week. Here I am disagreeing with Nick Saban. But, uh, I mean, those two quarterbacks were bad. Milro gives them their best chance. So I think Alabama's going to bounce back. 31-22 Bama score forecast uh, in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. All right. Just, just to be clear, 31-22, that's nine. If I gave you Ole Miss and 21 points, would you take the Rebels? Yes. Hey, Dad, that was the stupidest bet you've ever made in your life. Bruce, I got, I got the Rebels in 21 on a steak dinner bet because Hey, Dad kind of got all up in his feelings today. <laughs> well, you get Rebels plus 20. Heck, I'd take him plus 10. I only pick Alabama by 9. But I'm not laying 21 with Bama. If you can't, they can't beat South Florida by more than 14. I don't think they're going to beat Old Miss by more than 21. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I tend to agree with you on that front. We'll see. We'll we'll see. That's why they play the uh, play the games. Uh, you, look, I'm going to let you take your pick on the Pac-12 games. We have got three Pac-12 top 25 matchups. You tell me which one you like the most. Hey, this might surprise you. 
Cal up at Washington. Um, and I know the, 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 that is not the one of the Michael top 25 matchups, but okay, I'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go with that. Because Washington is Washington's a top 10 team, though. Um, but Cal, you're getting three touchdowns. Justin Wilcox has a great record as an underdog. And he's got the TCU transfer quarterback, Sam Jackson, five, and his own Tito and Jermaine. Jaden Ott, running back. He's healthy again. He's going to be back playing this week. And Ifonsi, uh, Ott, over 100 and almost 200 yards the opener against North Texas. Ifonsi, 137 last week versus Idaho, which is a really good big sky team. And Wilcox is 16-6 and six as a dog at Cal, and he's played Washington tough every year. After Washington, everything last week went perfect for them at Michigan State, and Panics put up all those yards. You know, and they've got a lot of big games coming up. I think it's a sort of a flat spot. I don't think Cal's a team you can be flat against this year. They should have beat Auburn a couple weeks ago. So I'm taking Cal in uh, that one. I will say the the other one I'm going to look at, UCLA. I think UCLA might be able to beat Utah tomorrow because they're physical enough now. They stood up to Utah last year, beat them in the Rose Bowl, first time they've ran against Utah in years. And Dante Moore, this freshman quarterback, I think is something special. Still don't know if Cam Rising is back for Utah. They may go with Johnson again at quarterback. If Rising does play, I mean, he's going to have to be rusty. He hasn't played all year yet. Um, and that's still sort of unknown for Utah. I think UCLA goes up there and wins. This is the sleeper team in the Pac-12. Ooh, wrong team favored. UCLA, they are playing fast. This is old school Chip Kelly. 75 total minutes of possession time for UCLA through their first three games. They are scoring, and they are scoring fast. Uh, let's grab at least one more, maybe a couple more. Uh, Ohio State in South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Uh, the eyes of the country are on this football game. It's going to be a great scene in South Bend. Is the uh, is the game going to live up to it with uh, with Ohio State favored by a field goal? NBC hopes so. I mean, this they ain't putting this on the Peacock. I mean, this is going to be on big NBC. Um, <laughs> That's right. The, um, I think it might. Um, and this is one of those games that really will determine what you know late in the season looks like. Um, because I think Notre Dame's got a shot here. It's, it's because of Sam Hartman. By the way, just look at Buckner last week. For Bama, look at Drew Pine. That's where he's been playing a little hurt at Arizona State. And compare those two, which who Notre Dame's quarterbacks last year to what Hartman is doing. 13 TD passes, two rush TDs, no picks. Yet he's given them such an upgraded quarterback. He's made Austin a better running back. And um, I, I, he puts himself squarely in the Heisen mix if he has a good game and Notre Dame wins tomorrow. And Notre Dame lines itself up for a run at the Final Four if they can get over this hump. I still don't think Ohio State's quite what it was. I don't trust McCord yet. I know he played well against Western Kentucky last week, but I've mm-hmm. seen him. He, he is not Justin Fields. He is not C.J. Stroud. I don't think he gives him that explosiveness, though Marvin Harrison Jr. is that good a receiver. You or I, I think, could throw to him, and we'd look good at quarterback Rich. But I'm going to take the Irish tomorrow and Sam Harpin to jump right into the Heisman race. 31-27 Notre Dame. It'll be a dandy. Uh, remember, they almost beat Ohio State in the opener at Columbus last year. They had a lead in the fourth right. quarter. Maybe they get the job done at home. A big game for Marcus Freeman. Let's see if they get over the hump. Bruce Marshall on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out his website, bamsports.net. You can get his picks there. One last thought, Bruce. Got about 30 seconds left. Colorado getting 21 at Alton Stadium in Oregon against Heisman candidate Bodacious Bo Nix. 
Yeah, um, and, and Dion, you know, they don't have Travis Hunter this week, and that could hurt them. I thought they just got overheated last week, and they can't maintain that man, that intensity every week. There's some things Colorado does not do. Well, they don't uh, defend the pass very well. They don't run the ball worth a heck. But they do have Shadur Sanders. He makes plays. I thought they showed a lot of resilience yep. last week. They've over-adjusted this line too much toward Oregon. i take Colorado. Maybe over, too. 71, I think, is the over. But plus 21, i definitely take the buffs. Bruce, thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. Okay, Rich. Have fun. Have fun. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Always enjoy our visits with Bruce Marshall on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Visit Oxford's got the events page on their website that helps you stay up to date with everything that is happening in and around Oxford a little bit slower in Oxford, yeah, a lot slower in Oxford than it was last weekend, and certainly a lot slower than it's going to be next weekend when LSU rolls to town. But uh, maybe a chance for you to uh, grab a nice meal out and not have to wait as long or just hang out. Um, certainly going to be a lot of cool places that you can uh, watch the ball game between Ole Miss and Alabama uh, in and around the Oxford Square if you'd like to do that tomorrow. Visit Oxford MS. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Visit Oxford MS. Visit OxfordMS.com. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. There is a pressing question that we must get to. Not two questions, just one. Where am I eating tonight? Oh, you're asking us. You and I are, yeah. You, you and I are so different. So, like, the place I would go is not the place you would go. You, you're pro- you should probably go to Doris Metropolitan. Doris Metropolitan? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's the best steakhouse in New Orleans. Okay, where would you go? I would probably go to, like, Katie's in Midtown. Okay. A little more casual. I was kind of hoping to walk somewhere, which is, you know, relatively... Where are you? You're the, the, Vir- uh, the Virgin Hotel, right? Yeah, on, uh, okay. on Barone. So I'm I'm like half a mile from kind of the edge of the like whatever. It's like four or five blocks uh up around gets me to canal and you know kind of all the things that are right there. You're I'm a 20 minute walk at the intersection. from the restaurant. Go ahead. You're a 20 minute walk from where I recommended. Okay. You're a little bit less than a mile. See, the thing that I've been hanging on to is that I'm probably going to go sit at the bar at Mr. B's and get some uh-huh. fried oysters and some barbecue oh. shrimp. I, I mean, that, that feels there, like yeah. a winner. I mean, Dickie Brennan's yeah. Steakhouse. You, you would go to, to Doris Metropolitan over Dickie Brennan's? I've never been to Doris Metropolitan. I've only got okay. recommendations from people. My, my, our buddy Robert St. John would tell you that's the best steakhouse in New Orleans. All right. Borky, what would be your recommendation? I'm also close to Luke and close to Pesh. Well, well, how fancy are oh, you Luke wanting to get? Because there, there's a place called N7. 
that uh, I don't. I don't want to go super fancy tonight. Okay, but that that it, it, this is not a shot. It, it's just I, I I know your taste. That place is up your alley. Like Google it and just look at it, so you have it in the hopper for the next time you're down there and you're looking for something <laughs> fancy. And you can't bring you can't bring kids into that restaurant. No one under the age of eighteen admitted. In seven New Orleans, in seven. Not usually a French guy. Yeah, but man, it is outstanding, and it's such a cool little it's vibe awesome. too. It's a tiny little spot. Okay, it's got a lot of Asian influence though on, on the on the uh, mm-hmm. the menu. Okay, interesting. Maybe. It'll be, be worth checking out. I, I got a uh, another text recommending Doris as a uh, as a good spot to go. So, yeah. all right. Uh, let's see here. Some of the other uh, somebody suggested Vincent's on St. Charles. Never been there before. Uh, Dwayne mm-hmm. says Nola anywhere you pick is good, but don't be touristy. Uh, Mike says go to uh, Pascal's. You can go to Cochon. That's always a great restaurant. Yeah, not Cochon Butcher, been? which I like as well. But the Cochon? No, hey, Richard. Yeah, yeah. You've been okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. It's fun. I was gonna say yeah. if that answer is no, then that's where you're going right now. No, it's great. It's great. Um, Rabbit and dumplings. Ooh. Mm. Mike is saying the best barbecue shrimp in the city is at uh, at Pascal's. Uh, okay. I'll let you know on Monday what I uh, what I choose. And, and I do feel like I should probably branch out from Mr. B's a little bit, but it's almost like that's just like good for the soul for me. Such a cool spot. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to figure that out in a little while. Somebody said, what game are you calling? Uh, I've got, uh, who do I have? Tulane hosting Nichols tomorrow. And then next week it's back so to I, I, I for another Rice game against East Carolina. Robert St. John says the best barbecue shrimp in New Orleans is a place called Rosedale. Ooh, okay. Rosedale. Let me see how far you are from. Let me see how far you are from that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. I mean, I, I have my vehicle, or I could grab an Uber or whatever. But it's kind of nice to oh, good jump Lord. out and walk. Uh, also, getting a recommendation for the Italian Barrel and Clancy's. I mean, everybody's got their favorite spot in New Orleans, and, don't they? And, the, and none of them are bad. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I've been yeah. to the city. Ah, 15 times in my life, and, and I've never rarely doubled up, but I have never eaten something bad. Yeah. Rosedale, you need to get a ride. That's about a, that's about a it's a 10-minute drive. So, hey, do, do I get any pushback to going to uh, Mother's for breakfast in the morning? It's a little touristy. Go to Toast. Toast. Uh, somebody else suggested Irene's, which is maybe my favorite place that I've been here. Uh, so, we'll see. Uh, I, I will report back on uh, on Monday. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour. We'll start it off with the college football fix next. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Everything seems to be wrong. 
with you at Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thank you for being with us on this football Friday. High school football coming up tonight all over the state of Mississippi. We'll get you set for that with the high school football pregame show, which comes your way at 6 o'clock right here on Supertalk Mississippi as soon as we get finished. And then you can wrap up your Friday night with a scoreboard show brought to you by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Companies. That is at 10 o'clock, hosted by Will East and the entire um, scoreboard show gang. They've been doing it for a long time, and nobody does it quite like they do. So be sure to check that out, 10 until 1130 on this Friday night. You can join the conversation. And by the way, thank you. I I am a, a little overwhelmed now. I was hoping it was like, oh, yeah, you should go here. And then the conversation is like, okay, there's nothing else to think about. Between texts that people have sent me directly and the ceasefire text line, which you can access at 601-879-4395, I've got about 30 different restaurants that have been suggested for uh, for dinner tonight. So we'll uh, we'll see where it ends up, but my guess is my tummy is going to enjoy it regardless of, uh, of where we go. Uh, Make sure the so uh, camera eats first. All right, make sure that happens. Uh, oh, take a picture. Be that guy. Oh yeah, you've got to be that guy. I w- okay, I'll uh, I will be that guy. Um, let's do it. Time right now for the college football fix. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. You can test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. On this day. We don't normally do an on this day for the college football fix, but this is one worth revisiting. It was uh, 16 years ago. 16 years ago today. This video clip can drive a car. That's right. That's right. September 22nd, 2007. You know exactly what we're talking about. Here's what it sounded like on this day. If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. Here's all that kid did. He goes to class. He's respectful to the media. He's respectful to the public. And he's a good kid. And he's not a professional athlete. And he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. That's all I got to say. It makes me want to puke. What a mic drop at the end. As, po- as opposed to a mother of rabbits, I guess. Yeah, how dramatic I, is that? A mother? A mother of, of children. children. As opposed <laughs> to what? A mother of you know cars? I think that's the part I had forgotten. I mean, that's the best part. I'm 40, I'm a man, but it all started with this was brought to me by a mother 
with children. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> that case. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, this is garbage. The editor that allowed this to run, garbage. <laughs> you know what Mike Gundy didn't do, though? He didn't Why suspend that reporter. Reporter never got suspended. That's true. Now, now I, I half want to, like, you know, come up with some wild harebrained thing to talk about on the podcast just to see if Arnett or Kiffin will call Will East garbage. Mm. I, I'll, I'll set, I will allow myself to be called garbage if we can also get, and the, the producer that allowed that is garbage. It was a female reporter, wasn't it? If I remember I don't correctly. believe so. No? Did I, don't I make that part of correct. it? I, I, don't. I was. No, I can, okay. I can look. Hold on. And if, if I remember correctly, you know, it's been 16 years. It was an article written about a quarterback change and attitude problems from the one that got benched, I believe, was what the article was referencing, and that's what set him off. Well, there's no question that it set him off. No yeah. question. You know, it's funny uh, is he said something in there that's changed. He said he's a kid. He's not a professional athlete. Well, Mike Gundy, if you if you listen to his comments, his players are, aren't professionals. He's fighting the good fight and losing to South Alabama by three touchdowns. But um, th- that defense doesn't work anymore. I mean, let, let's be honest here. If if let's just pretend that Jackson Dart throws six interceptions tomorrow, he throws six please, interceptions. Please no. Please, uh, but, look, man, I'm getting, I'm getting 21 points. I don't need that to happen. But a, a reporter, let's call it Chase Parham, writes about Jackson Dart's bad day and how maybe probably time to give Spencer Sanders a chance. Because unlike what Dari Noka said at halftime of the Georgia Tech game, you throw six interceptions, that question actually becomes fair. Mm-hmm. And Lane Kiffin gets mad at Parham. What he can't say is, that's just a kid. He's not a professional athlete. Yes, he is. And if he throws six interceptions tomorrow, that needs to be heavily criticized because, buddy, he's getting paid to play. And that's okay. I support it. I'm glad he's getting paid to play. But that excuse from Gundy in that clip of, he's just a kid, he's not a professional athlete, gone. It's gone. Don't, Can't uh, say that don't, anymore. Don't get... Don't give Gundy too much credit for not suspending reporters. He threatened to do it last year after the bowl game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, those reporters were I white, by the way, who wrote he ran article. off his entire offense. Uh, that's totally normal. I cannot that find happens. who wrote who wrote the article. I don't. I don't remember who the reporter in question was. I don't know. For some reason, I did think it was a uh, a woman, but maybe it's not. Um, it's. Oh, it was a woman. That. You're correct. You're correct. Jenny Carlson is her name. Yeah. Yeah, long-time reporter with the Oklahoman, I believe, and recently transitioned and away from the Oklahoman to another venture of some sort, I think. Called Sellout Crowd. It's some sort of a, like a, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but yes, correct. Okay, there we, uh, there we go. Hey, Dad, you question me, and sometimes you're just wrong, and sometimes when you question me, it costs you a stake. We'll see how it turns out this time. We uh, okay. We we we. Hey, that's like. Look, the worst case scenario here is we go eat a steak. It's uh, it's all good. It is uh, it's all good. Hey, so we were going through some of the big games that are happening this weekend. Um, 
What, what an about face for the Pac-12. We're going to go out, go out big. What a story the Pac-12 is this year. And, and look, I mean, Southern Cal is a 35-point favorite on the road against a bad Arizona State team that is, like, injured beyond recognition. Like, they could just as well film the next episode of MASH at the uh, at the Arizona State game tomorrow night as they could play a football game. But UCLA at Utah, Utah the two-time defending champion, Chip Kelly's got UCLA rolling, start a freshman quarterback, playing fast, playing like what we remember those Oregon offenses looking like. Like their scoring drives are averaging right at a minute. It's insane. Um, you've got Colorado on the road against Oregon. Colorado has been the story of college football this year. This is exactly what Oregon needs, by the way, for Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Right, if Bo Nix yep. is going to be part of the Heisman conversation, oh man, could they script it any better? Like they've done all the lead up with the advertising, and people have kind of seen it, kind of seen it, kind of seen it. Now you get a massive stage against the team that has been watched more than any other team in college football this year, the Colorado Buffaloes. And what kind of game is it? What kind of day is it? They'll have the number one game again tomorrow as well. Mm, I'm going no on that. <laughs> Depends on the the score. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, they will have the number one game tomorrow. You think that game ends up rating higher than Notre Dame Ohio State? If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, yeah. Okay. They have defied well, all precedent with their viewership they have. so far. Yeah, they they really have. You, you've got a lot of options, and we'll get into those options coming up in uh, in just a little bit. Food Friday is on the other side of this timeout, though as we talk about what we are going to eat this weekend. I kind of gave you a tease with that for uh, me. To be determined, what's Borky doing with the grill? What's Haydad doing with the grill? Is Haydad going to fight through the cough and the sniffles with some grill smoke this weekend? We'll find out next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. Super Talk Mississippi. That time of the week, that time in the Friday edition of Sports Talk Mississippi to let your stomach do the talking. It's time for a Food Friday. Food Friday brought to you by Polk's. Polk'sMeat.com. For two and a half years now, we've been telling you about Polk's Meat products. And our opinion hasn't changed. And it's been really cool, actually, to uh, over the course of the last couple of years have many of you say, hey, I never tried Polk's tomorrow. I tried it on your recommendation. You were right. Whether it's the Cajun smoked sausage or the garlic and green onion, which goes beautifully with breakfast, or the original smoked sausage, or 
if, if pork's not your thing, you can get the uh, original beef smoked sausage as well. All from Polk's. Look for that bright yellow packaging. When you go to the grocery store, if you can't find it, find the manager of the meat department and say, hey, let, let, let's get Polk's into the uh, the rotation here. It's a Mississippi company. It's fantastic because there's no buts about it, sir. Picky people pick Polk's. And so the question becomes, what are you doing with the grill this weekend? You guys can uh, can send us, and gals, you can send us what your cooking plans are for the weekend on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. We'll let Darren in Jackson start us off. He says, I'm having Michael Borky's Smash Burgers with homemade fries and some Polk's smoked sausage. That is Darren in Jackson. That's a good start to the weekend. Vance says he's doing seafood gumbo and brisket at the deer camp in parts unknown. Hey, Dad will understand. All right. There you go. Uh, here's the one more. The, the, hmm? Don't worry about okay. all that. Just don't okay, Zachary listening in Oklahoma. Thanks, Zachary. Says he just put a butt on the smoker to be ready for my wife to take to her co-workers in the morning. Then... It's T-bone steaks and jalapeno poppers on the grill for supper tonight. Zachary, getting after it Sounds on good. the grill. Very, very good. Very good work. Got to watch the temp on that butt or it'll be ready sooner than you want. <laughs> oh, ha! Geez. Ha! Ha! Ah, goodness. Um, all right, boys. <sighs> What's it going to be this weekend? Are you going to fight through the Who's pain, hey, Dad? Ah, you know, I'll probably just do some pizza and wings. But I'm grilling the pizza and the wings. Yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. Gonna just do some really easy pepperoni pizza. So, I was mad at Kroger, though. I've been going there for a couple weeks thinking about this. You know, I like to plan. I was like, okay, they got those flatbreads. I'm going to get those flatbreads when I'm ready to do this. All the way up to yesterday, I was like, all right, time to get the flatbreads. No flatbreads. So I had to get the oh. – they have pizza crusts. I just got some pizza crusts. So I got that. I'm going to do some uh, some wings around the vortex with the – I got the Heath Riles chicken rub. We're going to give that a try. Okay. And we'll, uh, we'll make good. a little buffalo sauce as well. And uh, some pepperoni pe- – I got the pepperoni that cups. That's the kind that I like. You get that big pool yeah. of grease in there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> my guess is unlike uh, at my house – when when Jane's in charge, you don't come along with the uh, the, the napkin or the paper the paper towel, towel? the grease out. I, I get the straw. What are you talking about? I want the grease. Jeez, get the straw. Uh, is this tomorrow? Is this happening tomorrow afternoon? Kind of this a lead be, up no, to Mississippi State's game. No, no, no. Tomorrow is we're locked in for football. Saturday, Sunday, okay. we'll be cooking. Okay, very, very, very good, Michael Borky. Yeah. Uh, so last weekend. I was lazy, and I got James and I bagel bites, and he loved them. I mean, we just watched football, and you know, he still does not quite yet understand football. So really, it's like I had football on the two screens, and we were just sitting on the big couch, and he was cuddled up next to me, uh, watching Blippy and trains on his iPad. But we had a good night. I ate a bunch of bagel bites, like an entire box of them. He loved them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my own. I've, I've got the bagels, I've got all the ingredients, and I'm just going to make a more, uh, 
a better ingredient version and a bigger version of the bagel bites that we had last weekend. So yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna try the everything bagels too, just to see oh. kind of what that's like. Uh, but I got plain regular bagels for him, and um, I actually got some full size bagels. Or yeah, full size like bagels. bagels. Yeah, like we're, I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. full size okay. ones and, and cut his a little bit thinner, of course, because uh, he's still not yet four, but. Uh, we'll do pepperoni and cheese on one, and then I, again, I got some chorizo that I, I just love chorizo, and I'm going to brown that up and then put that on top of some for me, and making homemade bagel bites because uh, why not? I like it. Very good. I, lo- I, I like it like very that. much. So we're both doing pizza this week. That's yeah, great. basically. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the ceasefire text line. Uh, let's Abe and Flowood. Said he's doing uh, gumbo and lobster bisque. Said he got it at TKS Gourmet Foods, fresh in Collins, Mississippi. So, all right, that, that it's a soup weekend. Have no issue with that. We we have not transitioned to soup time of the year yet. Jane, she kind of crushes it on soup. Uh, and I, I wasn't necessarily the biggest soup guy, but kind of rotating between like the uh, white bean chili and the um, oh, what's the other one that we do with the the hamburger meat and all the stuff that taco goes, soup. Uh, taco soup. Thank you. That's what I was trying to come up with. Uh, but usually wait till it gets a little bit colder for uh, that. Uh, another recommendation: Doris uh, Metropolitans and Nikki Brennan's are great, but Tom. Says Mr. John's is the best. Been to all three, and they're all good. Went to Dickie Brennan's last year before Southern Miss Tulane. That was a nice day. That's from Emory in Gulfport. Yeah, I've been to Dickie Brennan's Steakhouse before. I'm probably going to try something other than that. Man, I, I looked up the pictures from Doris. A buddy of mine sent me one as well. They bring the steaks out on a, like a butcher block. I yeah. just don't know if I can eat that much food. Holy cow, they're huge. I'm sure they've got different sizes of steaks, but the ones that I... Was looking at were really really. Richard big. needs that petite fillet. Yeah, uh, well, because I want to do some other stuff, right? I want to do an appetizer. I want to yeah. do a dessert. Yeah, yeah. Probably going to want a couple of sides with it. So yeah, um, somebody's doing Dreamland ribs with the tailgate set up at Bryant Denny tomorrow. Go Rebs beat Bama. They say. You know, if you uh, when you go to Dreamland, if uh, if you, they don't give you any napkins, you can use the white bread as a ta- as a napkin. Just. Right across. Trust me on that. I believe you. I went to uh, to Dreamland when I was there for bad. <laughs> Porky's looking at me. It's like, yeah, it, it works. I believe it. Probably Even a little tough with a beard, that. though, because, you know, it might Even fall apart. I, no beard No beard at the time. No beard at the time. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, Dean and Ware saying smoked studded bell peppers with Sidewinder fries. Ooh. What are Sidewinder right. fries? Any thoughts? Like they're, I think they're like, I, I, let's find out. I, I think I know what they are, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's the best cut. Okay. Yeah, they're they're curly okay. fries, but they're they're a little thin. They're like twisty potato chips almost. Okay, I got no issue with that. No, that, that By the way, Vance great, sent man. us a picture of the uh, the seafood gumbo. Said he's got some pork cage and small sausage in that, and it is fantastic. Uh, we got a few others. Somebody said take a sport coat because it's required. Um, if I go to Galatoire's, always a great choice. Chris in Columbus, white beans with Polk's smoked sausage 
with some cornbread and blackberry cobbler. Yes, I'm just going to assume, Chris, without asking, that you're going to put a big scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of that blackberry cobbler. Man, what a dinner. I love blackberry cobbler. Love it uh, so much. People are very polarizing about Dreamland. We got a Dreamland is so overrated. It just depends. Yeah, I mean, it depends on all, the sauce is good. Yeah, and all rib places like they'll have batches of ribs that they're not their best, and then they'll have batches of ribs yeah. that are absolutely great. It just happens. Did I tell you I made uh, cookies a couple weeks ago? No, you did not. I found I found a recipe for three ingredient peanut butter cookies. So I was like, let's try this, and it worked. So it was a weekend where Jennifer was out of the house, and my, I, I got the kids. I was like, I made cookies, and they were looking at me like I had a second head. They're like, you baked? It's like, yeah, and they came out great. Very good. Uh, we got some suggestions for Dini's. <laughs> Dini's is a good restaurant. Very good was not the right response for that. What about uh, no, he's like, AJ he's Very unenthusiastic. What about AJ McCarron's uh Restaurant is is that still? He has a restaurant in New Orleans. Oh, oh, oh I, I was thinking Tuscaloosa. Just wanted to take a okay. shot at the name Agent. Agent. Oh yeah, that that was the. You, you uh, go to that crystal bar. on uh, on Canal Street, that famous crystal, uh, Richard. Nothing bad ever happens there. Oh, for sure. That no. is Food Friday. Brought to you by Polk's and Polk's Meat. Polk'sMeat.com, the website. You can find great recipes, see some merchandise and uh, other things there at the website. When you go to the grocery store, make sure you find the Polk's packaging. It's that bright yellow label with the blue Polk's in script on it. Polk's, no buts about it, folks. Picky people, pick Polk's. What are we watching? We'll do that next. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Well, I'm a tidal pool explorer. The days of my misspent youth. I believe that down on the beach where the seagulls preach. So we had some fun with this last week. We did the what are you watching? What game are you watching? And the premise was you get a two television setup, right? You've got a main screen and a secondary screen. So you get two games in each window. Borky, do you think that we need to make an allowance and add for a third screen, or are we going to force that you have to choose just two games in each window? Well, I will specify TV1, TV2, and iPad. So uh, I'm I'm good there. I'm ready. I've already got this all figured out and and thought about. So it's it's honestly, it's pretty easy. The the afternoon window is tough. Uh, But I I think it's, it's actually... Because it's so awesome and it's all throughout the day, you can kind of balance it nicely and not miss much. You do have four games that are happening tonight. Uh, Wisconsin at Purdue. That's on FS1 at 6 o'clock. NC State, Virginia tonight at 6.30 on ESPN. Boise State, San Diego State. Interesting story there. So uh, Taylor McHarg, my partner on the, the that I work with most weeks on, on TV, he and I are doing the Tulane game tomorrow night. Um, he does some stuff for CBS Sports 
Network also, and he got a call, Borky, um, yesterday, and they're like, we just had a cancellation. Can you fill in? So he is in San Diego right now getting ready for Boise State, San Diego State tonight. Wow. And then is like taking an early, early flight in the morning for this one tomorrow. So busy weekend for him. Uh, and then Air Force and San Jose State a little bit later tonight on FS1 as well. All right. These are your options for the 11 a.m. window. Rutgers in Michigan on Big Ten. Florida State at Clemson on ABC. Oklahoma, Cincinnati on Fox. Army, Syracuse on the ACC Network. Auburn, Texas A&M on ESPN. Kentucky, Vanderbilt on SEC Network. Virginia Tech, Marshall, SMU, TCU, final edition at least for a while for the uh, for the Iron Skillet. I think those are, uh, yeah, those are the only ones for that window. Yeah. Uh, uh, so of any import. So TV one for me is going to be Auburn Texas A and M actually, although it's not the more uh, intriguing game in terms of national relevance. I mean, when you look at Clemson and Florida State, there's a chance that this is the culmination of two ships passing in the night. Uh, Clemson is going to hand their uh, reign of terror on top of the ACC over to Florida State in this game. Possibly, there's a lot on the line here. Florida State's playoff hopes, Dabo and. You know what happens here with him if he if he loses this game, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But for us, our teams have four games against Texas A and M and Auburn upcoming this exactly. season. So I'm with you. that's got to be the game of focus for me on TV one. Clemson, Florida State will get TV two, and uh, iPad will be Oklahoma, Cincinnati. I for the most part agree with you. Uh, I am going. So I'm, I'm limited to a hotel room. So I'm uh, hotel TV, computer, and iPad. So big TV in the hotel will be Auburn and Texas A&M. I'm going to check in and out on Florida State Clemson. If that's really, really interesting, then I may stick with that for a while. I am fascinated to watch Oklahoma at Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a great atmosphere for Cincinnati's Big 12 opener. And I'm kind of fascinated to see what Oklahoma looks like. And then SMU-TCU kind of has grabbed my attention a little bit. TCU has uh, won two games since losing the opener. And SMU's really good. Preston Stone, uh, quarterback that maybe you haven't heard a whole lot about, took over for Tanner Mordecai last year, got hurt late in the season. He's put up really good numbers so far this season. Uh, so you got a couple of uh, Dallas kids that are playing quarterback in that game. Uh, so those are those are my three for the uh, the opening window. All right, the afternoon window is saucy. I mean saucy. Colorado and Oregon two thirty on ABC. UCLA Utah two thirty on Fox. Ole Miss Alabama two thirty on CBS. And then uh, BYU at Kansas. Okay, Big Twelve game there. Yeah, that one's got a chance to be fun. I'll, I'll throw the 3 o'clock games in. UTSA at Tennessee, Oklahoma State at Iowa State, Bryce, South Florida. Yeah. Okay, so so that window, it, like there are three headline grabbers, and those are the three games that everybody's watching. Yep, yeah, obvious reasons. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, TV1, uh, Colorado, Oregon, TV2. Uh, we'll have UCLA, Utah on the iPad, and when that hits commercial breaks the many lengthy commercial breaks, 
I'll pull up Kansas and, and BYU just for the heck of it. Okay. All right, then the uh, the evening window, Arkansas at LSU. By the way, are you at all – I saw Jimmy Traina at Sports Illustrated write in his uh, train of thoughts column this week that uh, he thought it was really, really strange that for consecutive weeks ESPN has not sent its number one crew of Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit to cover the Colorado game. Could have done it last Saturday, but instead they sent them to Tennessee, Florida. Could have done it, although logistically it would have been hard this week to get Kirk Herbstreit from South Bend to Eugene, Oregon in time for kickoff because it's an afternoon kick. But um, they've got Fowler and Herbstreit in Baton Rouge for Arkansas LSU instead of doing the uh, the Colorado-Oregon game. Any, does that surprise you at all? Uh, it's got to be logistics, right? Because there's no way you'd rather have them calling Arkansas LSU than... But it wasn't logistics last week. I mean, yeah, what's Herb Street was... He was in Boulder last week well, for game day. I think... I have a theory, but that's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, all right, so you got Arkansas LSU in the 6 o'clock window. Oregon State, Washington State, 6 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Southern Miss and Arkansas State playing on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. UAB at Georgia, Texas at Baylor, and, of course, Ohio State, Notre Dame at 6.30, and Iowa Penn State at 6.30. Got a little bit of an issue in yeah, this time Yeah, this one's slot. tough, man. So, for obvious reasons, Mississippi State will get TV1. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, I- I'm going to give it to, uh, to I'm TV2. Sorry, I was li- okay, I-, I did not read off Mississippi State, South Carolina. I- that was listed at 730, not 630. I hadn't scrolled down far enough to get to that yet. Yes, clearly that's the uh, the one that goes on, on the big TV. But I can't fit. I mean, because for the same reasons, right, there are, there are three games that our teams will play against the combination of LSU and Arkansas. So I need to watch that game, but I would rather not. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think Penn State and Iowa is going to be more entertaining and compelling than LSU-Arkansas, but i got to watch LSU-Arkansas. Uh, it's a mess. So Mississippi State, South Carolina, TV1, Ohio State, Notre Dame, TV2, and then I'll just be constantly flipping the iPad to, to try to catch everything else. There is so much quality, and that that didn't even mention Washington State, Oregon State, which will be a highly entertaining football game. We haven't mentioned that yet. This night window is incredible. Uh, CBS blacked out in North Mississippi because of a contract dispute. I think that probably just depends on who your cable provider is. Um, So, wow! If if you are quote unquote desperate. Go get an HD antenna. Yeah, but I mean, oh, uh, oh, just over the air, and and, and just, receive it over the air. Yeah, they're they're, uh, and, and so when you hear the the phrase antenna, it's not something that's going to like stick out of your TV and you got to go put on your roof. It, it's it plugs into the back of your television and and it's a it's a little black box and it's very thin and. Like it doesn't take up space, and, and you can put it on the back of your TV. Now you got to mess with it a little bit to make sure the signal comes through. But if that contract dispute, if you want to watch Ole Miss, that contract dispute is not getting solved by two thirty tomorrow. If it's not solved and, by, and it's just HDMI cable, right from the from yep. the back of the antenna into the back of one of the inputs in your TV, and then you go to that source on there, and boom, you've got it. Yeah, I, the, the one know, that the one that I have, I think, is a cable input. 
so it plugs into the the cable cord back of the but it's a coax. yeah yeah uh, but okay. it, it, it's I mean they're not expensive now the the best ones are like seventy dollars you don't have to get that one as long as you're close enough to the station they've got like twenty dollar ones and and that will get you all of CBS ABC NBC and and Fox so that was Brian the says, Brian says who sells the antenna I mean you should just be able to go to Walmart and get one right Walmart Best Buy those kind of places yeah a- any electronic store will uh, will have them. There you go. Very, uh, very good. Somebody said, is the Ole Miss game on ESPN Plus? Uh, no, but it does stream through the CBS app, and that is free. So because it is a CBS game, this is the rare time that um, an SEC team is not available on the ESPN app, either Plus or SEC Plus or whatever. Uh, so if you want to stream the Ole Miss game, You've got to do that through cbssports.com. That's where you would uh, would go for that. Uh, Russ in Tupelo says he's got three TVs and a laptop ready to go. Got another one. I've been an Alabama fan since the mid-'80s. I remember watching Bo Jackson, Auburn beat Alabama. Then the following year, Mike Shula and Van Tippen, Alabama winning the following year. So saying that I took Ole Miss and the points tomorrow, and it wouldn't shock me if they won outright. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next on Sports Talk. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. Last time on Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us. As always, a fun football Friday. Don't forget you've got high school football coming up all over the Magnolia State. It's nice out. You might as well take advantage. If uh, if you can get out and go support a local high school, uh, certainly would be very, very cool to take advantage of that. If you're looking for a Ford or a Toyota vehicle, Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota in Oxford is the place for you. They're located on Highway 6. If a Toyota is what you want, that 2023 Toyota Tundra is really, really cool. And people are, like, we know there's a lot of loyalty in car brands. Like, you drive something, you make fun of other vehicles that aren't the same brand that you're driving, and guys do that all the time. The, the loyalty people to Toyota... Are, are a special bunch. Like, you folks say, I'll never drive anything else. And that Toyota Tundra, the 2023 model, is gorgeous. Got a couple on the lot, and uh, they've got plenty of Camrys that are available. You can find a 4Runner and more. That's all at Oxford Toyota. If an F-150 is what you want, you can save up to $9,000 with approved financing at uh, Belk Ford on certain Ford F-150 models. They've got the used lot. They've got the service department. They will take care of you. Family company, Belk Ford on Highway 6 in Oxford. Tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. It's going to be a fun weekend, Borky. What I hope, Oh, I can't though, wait. Yeah, here's what I hope. Like, We spent a lot of last week going, ah, it's not a great slate of games. And then once the games got here, they were really, really good. Sometimes when we have a weekend with a ton of huge games... It doesn't always deliver. So I hope I hope we get the follow-through 
on what has been a great week of buildup. And well, there's just so much of, on the line too. Even if the games aren't like instant classics, it just the what we will learn from the outcome of them, one way or another, is, is enough to. I mean, justify the hype. I mean, regardless if Ole Miss Alabama, for example, is like back and forth, touchdown, touchdown, last second field goal, oh my gosh, it's still going to tell you something about Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin one way or the other. Clemson, Florida State, same thing. Ohio State, Notre Dame, same thing. Regardless of how great the games are, there's still so much at stake this weekend. You know, here's something to me that's fascinating about the Ole Miss-Alabama game. Depending on how the game goes, Ole Miss can come out of that game on Saturday feeling good about itself. Obviously not feeling as good if it's a loss. But depending on how the game goes, could come out of that game feeling pretty good about itself, win or lose. There's a scenario where that that is true. There is a scenario, yes. Alabama, no. Anything but a win, there's no feeling good for Alabama. And and they've got to look a certain way and win, too. Like, if Milro gets yeah, sacked yeah, a bunch say, and, and stuff like that, that. that. That's a good point, because I was actually going to go that one step farther. In, in fact, Alabama could come out of the game with a win, but depending on what the win looks like, still not feel good about themselves. For Ole Miss, I mean, I don't care if it's if it's two to nothing or two hundred to nothing, or forty-seven to forty-six, or you know, seventeen to fourteen. A win is a win is a win is a win. If you get a yeah. win in Tuscaloosa, you feel phenomenal tomorrow night. What about Mississippi State and South Carolina in July when we were looking at the schedules? We said, "Ooh, that is a big game." In August, we went a little deeper. Like that game could be critical. And now that we are on the eve of the game, September 22nd, I think it's bigger than even we imagined or described at any point yeah. during the offseason, given what has happened so far this year for these two teams. South Carolina already has two losses, and one of them in the SEC. Mississippi State only has one loss, but it is an SEC loss last week, and they didn't look good doing it. Mississippi, I mean, there, there are two very different outcomes in terms of how you look at the rest of the year for Mississippi State, based on tomorrow night, win a game, and it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, everything's fine, but you're like, okay, one, you're 3-1, and one. you're 1-1 one and one in the league, you're coming home, you, you know, there's some games that you can handle down the stretch, it's going to be okay. If Mississippi State loses that game tomorrow night, and they fall to 0-2 in the league, and 2-2 and overall with Alabama coming to town, like there's no margin for error the le- the rest of the way, and it's just like, all right, game over. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's really got to look pretty dramatically different tomorrow for them uh, to to draw people back in and inspire confidence again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to our friends at Pearl River Resort. As always, we come to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Bruce Marshall joined us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. Don't forget, uh, you got instant reaction after the game, or is it Sunday? Right after the game. All right, so right after the game, you'll get instant reaction from Borky 
on the uh, on the stream. You can always get the Rebel Report podcast. You can get the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Uh, those will be available on Sunday as well. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your weekend. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.